Yo, what's good? We are in episode nine. Episode nine. That means nine weeks now we've been doing this podcast. That's crazy. We are really moving. I know so many of you have reached out and let me know how it's impacted you. And and honestly, that's what it's all about. It's been blessing me so much and it motivates me even more to know that you're actually getting something from this, to know that this is actually touching you in some way. So I just want to say thank you. You don't have to listen to these, but you do. Thank you. You don't have to share these with anybody, but you do. Thank you. We're going to keep doing this. We're going to keep going. Today's episode, we talk about grace. Grace is such a powerful thing. The grace of God, his love, his mercy. It's such a powerful thing. And we touch a little bit on the fact that so many people lead with hate or condemnation rather than love and grace. The facts of it is religion and works don't get you any closer to God. Faith and grace is what has given you access. Let's get right into this. Let's go for it. Let me know what you think. Send me a DM, send me an email, let me know how this is impacting you, and let me know anything that you'd like to hear about specifically. I'd love to take requests from you, I'd love to take messages. Make sure that you subscribe or that you're following depending on what streaming platform you're on. That way these always pop up for you and that way more people can see it. I really appreciate you. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for this day. This is the day that you have given us. It's a new day. It doesn't matter what happened yesterday. It doesn't matter what happened a week ago. We're in a new day. And in your word, it says that each day mercies are new. And so I thank you, Lord, that we have a fresh start today, that we can have a fresh mind, that we can be renewed today, that we can find new purpose today. Lord, I thank you for how great you are. I pray that your word will motivate us today, that you will inspire us, that we will feel lifted, that we will feel loved. And I just pray that you will move in a way that we didn't even expect. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, cool. Let's get into this. Enjoy. How do you feel when you get something that you know you didn't deserve? At first, it's kind of hard to accept it. Like it feels really good and you feel really thankful. And you're like, all right, what can I do for you? Like, what can I do back for you? It's always amazing to receive those random blessings. When someone does something nice for you, it makes you feel seen. It makes you feel joyful. Sometimes it's hard to express the gratitude that you really feel. And we're in a world now where we don't see a bunch of that, where people just do things simply because it's kind, or when people just spread love just because. A lot of times there's a motive behind it, or a lot of times people don't even think to do it anymore. But it feels amazing feeling seen and feeling like somebody cares about you. And it feels even better when somebody does something for you that you know you didn't deserve. You know, one of the greatest things about the God we serve is that he loves us with no limits and no conditions. And when it comes to salvation, we are saved not because we deserve it, but because of the generous love and mercy that he has for us. This is hard to believe for a lot of people. And honestly, it's a reason that many people don't believe because it's hard to wrap their minds around it. We know that we're sinful. We know that we're imperfect people. We know we've messed up. It's obvious. You know when you mess up. And it's hard for us to understand that the God who created everything, who is above everything, the one and only, the beginning and the end, it's hard to understand that in order to be clean, that in order to be seen, that in order to be loved, all we would have to do is accept the free gift that he has for us. See, this is why I follow Jesus. Jesus came down, humbling himself to human flesh, walking the human life, experiencing everything down here, overcoming sin, dying for us and then rising again. He was perfect and he always has been perfect. And in the power of the Holy Spirit, he overcame everything that we would experience in this world. And he prayed to God that he would send down the Holy Spirit for us as well. You see, this is why I follow Jesus. He came down and did something that nobody else could do. 
No other God, no other spirit could ever accomplish what Jesus did. He came down and claimed the power of sin and death. He took the keys to death. He took on human flesh and overcame every single bit of the darkness and the sin that we would experience. He was perfect in his walk and he had human emotions as well. He prayed that he wouldn't have to go through the suffering that he knew was ahead of him. But within the same breath, he exalted God's will over his own. And he went through with the suffering as a human, as a man. Jesus did what no one else could do in order to win us back, God's creation. Sin has tried to take us from God. The power of sin has tried to rule our flesh and corrupt our minds so that we would feel so guilty and so shameful that we would not come to God. I know you've heard this verse before, it's John 3:16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, so that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. To believe in Jesus, to believe in what he did for us, to follow after him, to look at him and his perfection, that is what keeps us from perishing. By ourselves, we are destined to perish. Humanly, we are destined to perish. But thanks to Jesus and his sacrifice, thanks to the Spirit of God, we have a chance at life. Jesus says, I came that they may have life and life more abundantly. In that same verse, it says the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. The devil wanted to steal all humanity from God. The devil wanted to take humanity and make them live for everything in the world. The world that he was sent to, the world that he has corrupted, the world that he is in charge of. The devil wanted to take all humans and make them bow to him and everything he could offer them in this world. But God sent Jesus so that we could be free from that. God sent Jesus so that we could live with new life. The Spirit of God raises us from death to life. Jesus, when he died, he was raised to life again by the Spirit of God. And we get to experience that when we believe in Jesus. You see, I'm not religious. I'm not following a bunch of rules. I'm following the leader. I'm following Jesus. I'm following the one who saved my soul. I'm following the one who has raised me from death to life. The one who has taken my eyes and given me new vision. The one who has shown me a new light. The one who has washed me clean from all of my sin and all of my shame. The one who continuously pursues me because he knows that I'm better than what I'm doing. When my flesh tries to dictate what I do, he shows me that I have a new dwelling place, that I don't have to dwell in my flesh, that I can dwell in the spirit. He shows me that I don't have to walk according to what I feel because what I feel could be random. What I feel is natural. And as a human, natural isn't always good. He was sent to help us out. He died so that he could help us out. That's the beauty of salvation. It says, it is by grace you have been saved, not by works so that none of you can boast. None of us are perfect. Not a single one is perfect. When people were trying to follow the law, none of them could uphold it because humans are naturally evil. So God sent his son, empowered by the Holy Spirit, in communion with the Holy Spirit, living a perfect and blameless life. As hard as it was, he endured it. And now he's willing to walk with us along our journey as well. All we can do is believe in what he has done. Thanks to Jesus, we have an opportunity to walk with God. We have an opportunity to experience who we're truly supposed to be. Thanks to Jesus, he's given us freedom in him. And this is on my heart because so many people drive people away through condemnation and through hate. And so many people try to position themselves as the salvation police, telling people what they've done wrong, telling people why they don't deserve, telling people that they'll go to hell when they're sinners too when they were once dead as well. How can we sit here and tell a generation that they're going to hell and tell a generation that they're not worth it and tell a generation that they don't deserve to access God? How can we sit here and look at people like that when we're humans just like them? How can you look at somebody and judge them? 
It tells us that if we judge people, we will be judged. It also says before you talk about the speck in your brother's eye, remove the plank in your own. I fear that the heart in many religious people is the heart of condemnation towards others. The only thing that has saved you is grace. It says for the wages of sin is death. It also says for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So there is not a single person who can stand before this world and say that they are perfect and say that they have never sinned. There's not a single person who is deserving of talking about another person's sin. Yes, we need to have righteous judgment. Yes, we need to call out sin when we see it so that we can help people from stumbling, but we don't call people out as if we are better than them. You are supposed to help people. You're supposed to be a roadmap and a leader. You're supposed to be an example. You're not supposed to tell everybody how wrong they are and that they don't deserve grace because you don't either. All of us are saved by the grace and the love and the mercy of God. Not a single one of us have worked our way into being in God's good graces. That's not how this works. In the Bible, when a group of people brought before Jesus an adulterous woman, they accused her of what she had been doing. And they brought up the law that said the law commands us to stone such women. And then they asked Jesus, what do you say? To try and test what Jesus would do about the situation and to see if he was really from God. Jesus came down to fulfill the heart of the law, but he didn't come down to keep us living under the law. Jesus came down to give us a new law. And that law is grace. That law is love. That law is mercy. That law is understanding. That law says, I know you can't do it by yourself and I'm here to help you. That law says, I understand. It says Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger when they kept questioning him. And then he finally straightened up and he said, let any of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone. At this point, everybody started to clear out. They all walked away. And it says the older ones first. And I thought that was interesting because the older ones cleared out first. The ones who have lived the most life. The ones who know that they've had sin in their life. The ones who know that they've had an experience or two where they have fallen short. In verse 10 of John 8, Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus said. Go now and leave your life of sin. You see, Jesus didn't come down the first time to remind us of our sin and to rub it in our face. He came down to express the heart of God for his people. He came down to express how much God loves us. This makes me think about when Peter encountered Jesus. After Jesus had worked a miracle and filled their nets with fish, Peter and the other fishermen had fished all night and caught nothing. And Jesus came by and told them to cast their nets again. They casted their nets and brought it back so full that it almost tipped the boat. And Peter, seeing this miracle, he came and fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. Peter knew he was a sinful man and the Lord still called him. The Lord didn't need to show him how sinful he was to reach him. He extended grace and gave him a new lifestyle. Our approach is wrong. How do you expect the world to come to Jesus through the heart of condemnation? What would work best for you? Would you feel more motivated to change if your parents sat down with you and said, I know you did wrong, but I still love you anyways, and I know you're better than that? Or if your parent constantly rubbed in your face how wrong you were? What works best for you as you're trying to change something? Being constantly reminded of how ugly and how horrible that thing is that you're trying to change? Or somebody loving on you and supporting you as you try? One of the most beautiful lessons that I've learned is that there is conviction and mercy. I have wanted to change more and dedicate my life more to Jesus simply by the mercy that God has for me. I have felt more convicted in his mercy than in him giving me a lesson about what I just did. When you sin, when you do wrong, when you go against what you're supposed to be doing and God loves you anyways, after a while that love does something to you. It motivates you. It shows you that you have a safe place to heal and to grow and to change. The love that God has for us is so strong. 
It says that we are made in the image of God. Do you understand that God literally created you? Do you understand that God created all things and he's in all things? We literally were made in the image of God. How incredible is that? So God looks at you and he knows the perfect version of you, the one who isn't bound to the flesh. He knows who you are. And so when you're doing things that is not who you are, he still looks at who you are and he loves the broken you so that you can reach the whole you. I'm telling you, God understands. God knows exactly where we're at and he loves us so much. And he gave us a friend and that friend is Jesus. And he gave us a brother and that brother is Jesus. And he walks with us and he talks with us and he already took the beating for us. He already went through the hard part for us. All we have to do now is rest in him. We have to let him fight for us because he knows how. We have to let him lead us as we walk because he knows exactly where to go. We have to let him lead us to God because he knows God and he is God. You can have all the other gods. You can have all the other spirits. I serve the Lord. I serve Jesus because he is the one true God and he's the only God that has loved enough that he has died for us. No other God will ever do that for you. Every other God wants to be exalted, but my Jesus humbled himself into a position that he didn't have to simply to reach my heart. You want to talk about endurance when God created everything and when everything was corrupted in the fall of humanity by sin, he still had a plan all throughout the Old Testament and all throughout the New Testament to win us back. And the crazy part is we have a choice on whether or not we want to love him and serve him. We literally don't have to. It's our choice. For the people who don't see God in this way, I'm praying that you'll experience a new version of God. And God won't change and God isn't new, but I'm praying that you will experience a new version. That you won't hold on to the old, that you won't hold on to what you've seen God portrayed as, that you'll be able to let go of how humans have portrayed God. Because if love hasn't come with it, God is not in them. God is love and God loves every single one of you. He loves us perfectly. He's never given up on us and he never will. And so the enemy wants you to second guess the goodness of God. He doesn't want you to think that he's actually so good that he can excuse all of your sin. Do you understand that your sin was already taken care of? So you're keeping track for no reason because he's no longer keeping track. It is by grace that you have been saved, not by works, not by how little you have sinned, not by anything good that you have done. It is by grace. And now we have the opportunity to give our lives to Jesus, the one who won our lives for us. I'm passionate about God because he's passionate about me. I've seen him and felt him so real in this life in ways that I never expected. He sought me out when he didn't have to. Why would God have to seek me out? He doesn't need me, but he loves me. And I'm telling you that he loves you too. If you hear this, this isn't random. Not everybody in the world is listening to this podcast, but you are for a reason. And I'm telling you, God wants to speak to you. That's why he's using this podcast to reach you. If you're listening, this is for you. God knows how to reach everybody perfectly. And so I'm confident that whoever is listening, this is a way God is using to reach you. You're loved, so loved that it doesn't make sense. And you don't have to keep carrying that weight. Give it to Jesus today. You don't have to be perfect. God never asked you to be perfect. He knew you weren't. Stop with the strength battle today. You don't have to be strong. God has you covered. This life is tough to understand and it's very tough to keep going at times. But God gives us new life and he gives us a new motivation and he gives us a purpose. And so I'm just praying for all of you that you feel God in a new way. Lord, I pray that you will reach every single heart listening. I pray that all of the lies of the enemy will be crushed today in Jesus name. I pray that you will reveal yourself, reveal your love, reveal your power, reveal your might in Jesus name. 
And I pray that nothing will come and steal this word and the truth in it. I pray that your truth will ring so true in all of our hearts that it will settle now in Jesus' name, that there will be nothing that can take it away. Lord, you love these people and you want to reach their hearts. So have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, I love you guys so much. I thank you for tuning in. I thank you so much for all the DMs and the emails. It's truly blessing me, and I'm so thankful that it's blessing you. We're going to keep going. You keep praying for me, and there's more to come. Walk in that grace today. Leave sin and shame at the door. It doesn't even deserve you because it was never for you. You got it. I promise. Take care.